This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Looking at servant leadership, all these different things about Father's Day, uh, about it being the 19th of June, the, the, sort of the birthday of our church, and then how all those things can come together. I'm going to try to weave them, as well as, you know, weave them into this greater context of what happened in Orlando, so that we get a chance to, to talk about it. You know, we get a chance to, to maybe have some time to just, like, settle in and, 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 you know, maybe allow our hearts to break a little bit. Maybe allow our hearts to feel more compassion and love today. It's sort of where we're going with this service. We're actually going to be closing with, with a candle lighting at the end here. So I, I want to just catch you up to speed because I see we got a lot of first-time people here today. This is what we've been working with, servant leadership. And these, this is part three. In serving a bigger picture, we need to learn how to lead. Please say the word, le- learn how to lead afraid while not being led by our fears. The second one, in serving a bigger picture, we need to know what we know. So yeah, I got to move forward. If I'm going to really serve people, it's going to be hard. And I got to sort of know what I know or else I'll get lost in a lot of noise. And the last one, and please say the W word there really loud. In serving a bigger picture, we need to work with. And that's what I want to talk. It's sort of the whole, the whole concept of today's service is the word with, which when you look in the Bible is the word covenant. And how those two come together. A covenant's a really significant one. You look at this great line from Acts, and this is this is where this is Paul, and he's talking to these disciples, these people who are trying to follow Christ, trying to get the church going, and he's reminding them of something very important. Now, now I want to really, really hone in on that word, reminding, reminding. Because I think we all need reminded of things like this. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. I'll be talking a lot about that covenant. God said to Abraham, so here he's going back thousands of years to say, yeah, this promise was made thousands of years ago. It's still true today. So your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. It's that idea. Okay, so here's Paul. He's reminding, reminding, putting back into their minds this idea that they are part of the covenant that they're really significant in this whole sweep of history, just as you are. And that can be played out in both very large ways, but then also very small ways as well. Covenants that can even come down to just how a father works with a child. Just how dads do their thing, the best of dads. And again, like some of us have dads who really did it well. Others of us have dads who really struggled. And regardless, like, think of the dad part that can be part of that covenant. Again, in big things and in really small things. I want to show you one that I just think is cute as all get out. That talks, just shows you, like, what that covenant can even look like at a small way. And then we're going to build it out into something much bigger. So take a look at this video. Green on beans, green on your soul, I'll be your friend, I'll feed you vegetables for, it won't be long, so you're gonna need some green beans to eat on, just call on me brother when you need a hand. We all need some green beans to eat on. I just might 
have some green beans and you'll understand. We all need some green beans to eat on green on beans. <laughs> uh. Was that good or what? Was that good or what? Uh, Take a guess. Like, like some people, for those first-timers, we actually have a few smart Alex in the audience who try to guess what our last song is going to be. Take a guess what today's is. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful part of covenant. Like, you see that there. Isn't it interesting? And, and you think about, just think, folks. Think of the way that young child is going to grow up to see his dad. And I'm sure his dad has a lot of moments, like, you will eat the green beans now, and then he has the mall pinch going. You know, I, but, but here's a moment that it was different. And in, in that covenant, like, how will he grow up to see his dad? And ready for this? Because of the way his dad is, because of the way, no doubt, his mom is, how will he grow up to see God? How will he grow up to see God? See, that's the beauty of covenant. When we can start to see it going out there and going out there, and we start to see, listen carefully, we start to see our place in the covenant. Now, that's spoken about here in Isaiah. Beautiful, beautiful lines talking about the covenant. In the time of my favor, God, this is God speaking, I will answer you, and in the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant. Can we say that really loud? Make you to be a Make you to be a covenant. Make you to be a covenant for the people, to restore the land, to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, come out, And to those in darkness, think Orlando, to those in darkness, be free. They will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. And here it's talking with poetry, as much as the Bible is. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat of the sun beat down on them. The person who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. I will turn, I love this line. I take a picture of that line if you have your phone out. I will turn, I'll step out of the way if you want to. I will turn all my mountains into roads. Love that idea. All my mountains, all the mountains, all those challenges will be turned into roads. And my highways will be raised up. This is beautiful theology, folks. Again, it's, it's written in poetry that's thousands of years old. But even within that poetry that's thousands of years old, even within that is this message, right? This message that is eternal, that is still true to this day beautiful line about covenant. And this is the part, like, you know, as we're researching this and we do a lot of work to put the sermons together, this was like a lightning bolt to me. When I read through this passage and we're working on it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is it. Take a look at this line. You are the covenant. Wow. And the covenant is realized with. You are the covenant. You are God's covenant with other people. That's what Isaiah says, very much part of new church theology. Because look at what the word covenant even means. Covenant's Latin root. It means to come together with, harmonize. That's big. You know, that's one of those ones I I think we can sit on and think about. I'm going to come back and show you new church and and how we hold that. It's just a beautiful, beautiful concept. But what I want to do to really drive this home is I want to show you two different perspectives on covenant. And um, 
it's June, right? Most people are at the shore. So I am taking the liberty of taking a huge risk. We'll see if this will happen. We're actually going to use a prop here in church. And I'm going to be moving back to here. So if, if you need to stand up and move around, feel free. I'll be moving back to here. I'm going to talk about two different views we can have towards covenant. So please put your attention back here. Yes. So, so for a lot of people, wasn't that good? Give him a round of applause. That was my stunt double up there. So just, you know, he looks like Charlie Brown. And uh, so, you know, it's like for a lot of people, they, they view the covenant as this. A lot of churches. Now, they view the covenant, and the covenant then is like a rope. It's like a rope that's going to like, oh, God, my life is so horrible. Save me. Pull me up. But here's the challenge, folks. If I believe this, I believe the covenant is just purely a personal thing. It's just between me and it's just between God. So that means that I'm going to look out at the rest of you and I'm going to see you in a certain way. Great video, by the way. I'm going to see you in a certain way. I may see you like this, like here, grab the rope quick, you need it. Or I may look at the rope and I may hold it and go like, I got it, sister, and you don't. Ouch, right? Do you see how this can lead to violence? The idea that my covenant is just between me and God, it sounds great. It sounds terrific. But new church is not about personal salvation, believe it or not. Now here's the rest, all right? I'm actually going to close my eyes. All right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say five times, join with me. If you are brave and you don't mind being on the internet, you can come up and join me. I'm just going to have my hands, my eyes closed. I'm just going to ask you to, you know, just hold, just hold, you know, hold my hand. So we talk about a different view of covenant, a covenant that's all about with. All right? So first time, get the rope steady here, join me. And a second time, join me. And a third time, join me. See the best you can his hand around you there. So, so folks, you, you just you take a look. Just take a look around here. For, get around for the... This is what the covenant is supposed to be. This is crazy different places. But can you feel the covenant? Can you see how different that is than the rope? Can you see how instead of it just being all about me, it's really all about, let's say it all together, it is all about 
Let's say that together. It's all about us. Where he's showing up as God in my life. Not that I worship him as a God, but that he's an angel. Sent here as an angel messenger with lessons. With lessons. Same here. Same down here. All done. What's the W word? All done with. with. All done with. You may now return to your seats. <laughs> so, you know, folks, when you, when you start to look at that, somebody texted me. I was mentioning people text me all the time. Somebody texted me backstage, and, and they said, that was big. That, do you get how big that is? You know, again, we're, we're celebrating 19th of June, New Church Day is what some people call it. Like, like, I feel like that's what our denomination offers. That's the view of Christianity. It's a little different. It's not based, again, on that personal salvation, which we, which we can all get stuck on, that, it's, that all of life is about some big self-improvement project, and everyone in it is an actor designed there to help you with your own self-improvement. I, I don't think that's how it works. I think this really is something we do with. And I think religion can become extremely violent and actually no good for humanity when it becomes a rope. When it becomes just, how do I save myself? Who cares what I do to other people? And I think you can see the obvious implications when we're talking about places like Orlando. There's a beauty there. I want to share new church perspective on this. This is, this is gorgeous stuff. How are we the covenant? Like, okay, so if I'm the covenant, how does that work? Well, the why part, the covenant exists to tie, say Pete, the P word there, the covenant exists to tie people together. It's, it's, get that. Like, it's not, this is going to sound strange. Please, 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 please just listen to it. And if you disagree, email me on Monday. It exists to tie people together, not to save you. And I don't mean it's that, that salvation is not important or, or that finding that way out of fear, anxiety, revenge, finding that way out of the lower angels of our nature lifted up into heaven is important. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying new church holds that the, Kevin, the covenant exists to tie people together. That's what this is about. The broad goal for, say it again, for for people to live together in mutual friendship and love. That's the whole point. And very specifically down to my little brain. What is it? Okay, that's big, but how does it look like in my little brain, the specific goal? The presence of God and love in all our willing and thinking. The presence of God, which is the spirit of love. And everything I think, everything I feel. And how do we do that? We, doing, we do it as God does, with rules that look, say those middle three words there, with rules that look to love and kindness as their goal. I think that's really big stuff, folks. I think that's significant in terms of how we continue to move this world forward. I, I know, you know, see if, see if this will make sense to you folks. So, so I, I know like with Orlando, like the way, the way it went for me last week is I always check the news. I checked it right before church. I saw there was a shooting, but I didn't, didn't check any details. So I really didn't have a sense of the gravity of it till later. And then when I got a sense of the gravity of it, there was part of me, and this is to be honest, there was part of me is just like, I don't want to come and do another service on a, on a shooting or a terrorist act at New Church Life. We've done that. Been there, done that. 
And then I realized this. That's the problem. The problem, listen carefully, the problem is we could forget the covenant and this stuff could become quote-unquote normal. Do you want that world for your kids? Do you want that world for this country? Like, I, I certainly don't. I know many of you right now are going like, no way, I don't want any part of that. You know, I, I love, 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 love the Buddhist, the Buddhist saying, you know, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And when we finally get it, we answer who am I with this. I am. I am awake. I am awake. So I think that there has to be a wakenedness to this. We are awake and we're really trying to stand in that place where hate will not have the last word, where covenant has the last word and we're showing up as best we can in covenant. In covenant. Now the challenge, and it's a, it's a little bit of a cartoon here that I have up here. The challenge is our yes, but, rut. You know, yes, but. Yes, we need something different, but. Who wants to just shout out an answer there? Yes, but. So I say like, yeah, we need to do things differently. And you'd say, yes, but. Who wants to shout one out? Say it again. No time, time, but I have no. Excellent one. What's another one? Yes, but. I'm tired. I don't know how. Yes, but I don't know how. (laughs) That's good. You are big as a bear. You should not be afraid of anything. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but I'm afraid. Man. That should give you chills. See, that's the yes, but rut. And we can just go over that again and again and again. And it becomes this rut. And what we're missing is we're missing that little person up there on the side who's going like, well, maybe, maybe actually we need to figure out a different way to hold it. I want to move over here to talk to that different way. So when you look at, at the different way, folks, I just pulled up again. It's Father's Day. I pulled up a couple of things that are important to me, and and you know, you know, obviously, primary is my wonderful family, and I'm not keeping count. But two of my five kids have already texted me Father's Day. Just a reminder to the other three. Um, what? I, you know, like family's real important, and and this is Sarah and Zach's wedding. You know, I I, I love doing weddings. I love doing New Church Live. Like that's kind of my workplace, and I love football. I love watching college football, and, and uh, you know, many of you know that I talk about that. So so here's like my ordinary life, right? And and follow me on this, folks. The challenge is is that I can just get into my ordinary. I can just do my thing. Now, please, I think you all know the answer. Is there anything wrong with these three things? Yes or no? No, absolutely not. This needs to remain the priority. This needs to remain the priority for me. Well, all right. This needs to remain the priority. Sorry, Jess. Uh, This needs to remain the priority for me. Other things can come secondary. But, but, but here's like the challenge, right? So, so here I have my normal life. These events happen. And what I can do is I can trick myself. Like, here's Orlando. Actually, Orlando's down here. So here I am up in Pennsylvania. Here's Orlando. And I can look at this from my normal life here. And I go, yep, I've got my normal life. Um, I'm going to say a few things on Facebook, like bad idea, or I'll change my Facebook picture or whatever. And, and I'll, I'll think, and I'll confuse activity with effectiveness. 
And then if anybody has a conversation like, well, maybe we should actually be doing something bigger in the world, we'll constantly say, say the two words, yes, but. Let's say it all together. Yes, but. Yes, but I'm afraid. Yes, but I'm tired. Yes, but I have no time. Everybody raise your hand and we're all going to be guilty together of those things. Right? We all do those things. So the problem is this can become, I don't want to say a trap because family's never a trap, but this can become a way where I just get happy in my little world. Listen carefully. And if I just become happy in just my little world, I can start believing salvation's all about a rope. I can start believing that. Orlando doesn't matter. Look how beautiful my daughters are. You know, you see, it can be a trap there. And I don't want to leave anyone with the impression that this isn't the most significant thing. It is in my life. Hopefully it is in yours. But we can't allow this to become that part of that rope too. We have to understand covenant. That we are God's covenant out there in the world. And God calls us to lean in as best we can. Not always in heroic ways. I think most of the time in pretty small ways, like cookie sales, bake sales we're having today, like like little things that we can do that continue, even in their smallness, continue to speak to the bigness of a different world. Continue to witness again and again to covenant. Most of the time, very small, very ordinary, but very important. Could I get an amen? Amen. Those of you who don't know, that means it's true. And I think we know it's true. I think we know it's true. But of course, we don't have time, we're afraid, and da-da-da. Get it. Get it. Take a look at Walter Brueggemann's words here. These are beautiful. How do we hold yes, but? God is not asking Can you implement it, plan it, or can you achieve it? In other words, God's not asking. None of us here can change the world, right? We just can't. God is not asking, can you implement it, plan it, or can you achieve it? God is asking. I'm going to have you say the E word there. God is asking, can you entrust possibilities to God that are far beyond your own capacity for control and fabrication? That is beautiful stuff. So it's where I hold this, right? I got my normal life. I'm aware of Orlando. I'm aware of some sort of call to something higher. And I'm willing to entrust that process with God. Not to shut down in my own little opinions. Not to shut down in in just like my own comfort. Not to shut down just in my own safety. But to actually learn to start to reach. And folks, I want to say it 101 times. Most of that reaching is small stuff. Most of that reaching is small stuff. But that stuff, done over and over and over again, starts to make a difference. And we move. We move. From yes, but, say the second one, moves to? Moves to yes, and. It moves to yes, and. Here's the movement. Yes, I'm tired. And I can figure out something compassionate to do today. Yes, 
I am filled up with fear. I am afraid. Yes, and I can still do something. I can still reach out. I can still make a difference. I can still join with. Yes, and. Yes, I've got no time in my life. And no one else does either. (laughs) Welcome to our world today. I don't have time. And, no, I'm not saying but, and I will make time. And I will make time. Because this matters. And the last thing I want to slip into is complacency. I don't want to move from being awake to being asleep. I want to wake up in all the blessed, wonderful, joyous discomfort that that is. When we can do that, folks, we start to learn this. We start to learn how to reach out. I'll move back to the center here. We start to learn that that we can actually be part of a solution. We can start to answer yes and in the ways that God calls us to. We can start to move towards a covenant. And again, what what the online text said, you know, move towards it in a way that we understand is big. I mean, that's that's a radical shift. But remember this. Please remember this. Who always gets to choose? We do. We get to make that choice. We get to choose to live as Christians, not in an exclusive thing like we have the rope and you don't, but to live as Christians, as yeast among the world, as Jesus, the term Jesus would use, yeast among the world where we're gathering people with, we're gathering people together. It's a covenant. It's not a yes, but, but it's a yes and. And understand, folks, there'll be heartbreak there. There's nothing easy, simple about any of this. And I think it's the call. I think it's where we're called to go with servant leadership. I think it's how we start to understand the covenant very differently. I think it's how we begin to grow. The way I wanted to close today's service to give you some time to think about that and to come up with your families. We have candles. We have about 100 candles here. You're welcome to come up, light a candle, and remember, light a a candle in some way that may stir something in your heart. Thinking about what what exactly can this be? Like, Like how is it that we take on a very simple goal? Very simple goal. That hate can never have the last word, but love can And love does. How do we live there? So the way we're going to close is I'm going to read a prayer, say a few more short words. Then as there's some music playing underneath, you're welcome to come forward and light a candle in the offering of prayer as we close this service on Orlando. Now this prayer, very special one to me, it's from my dear sister Brittany. She lives down in Florida with her wonderful boys, her husband, and her her two boys. To her two boys, I tell them I am uncle favorite. 
And I'd like you just to hear this prayer that, that they wrote for us to share today. They're watching us online today from Florida. Please join me in this prayer. Dear Lord, our hearts are heavy with the recent loss of fellow travelers, family, and or friends. Collectively, we are grieving in public and private spaces. Join us together in lighting a path. In lighting a path back to kindness, consideration, community. Help us to reject incivility and intolerance wherever it is found. Not remaining silent or accepting of what is unacceptable. Together, remind us we can create and hold that safe space. Amen. Please join me as a last prayer here at New Church Live. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. Lord, allow us to leave here today with hearts stirred for a new form of covenant. A new way, Lord, of holding the world. A new way, Lord, of moving in ways that may not be heroic, that may be very ordinary, but exhibit servant leadership. Not an endeavor to fix, not even an endeavor to help, an endeavor instead, Lord, to serve from the bottom up, trying to create a world more kind, more compassionate, more forgiving. A world, Lord, that more and more embraces the covenant, the covenant of with. The covenant, Lord, where we continue to show up in one another's lives, in days that are sunny, in days that are stormy, and we still, we still show up with. Let that, Lord, be our challenge to the darkness. Let that, Lord, be our challenge to hate and violence. Let that, Lord, be our witness. Our witness. In the end, all made in your image and likeness. All working our way home. Be with us there, Lord. Be with us. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 